0: The following is a presentation of the Speed Sport Podcast Network. Kyle Busch won the season opener at Talladega. DeGroote was second. He's the reigning champion. It's the iRacers' download, where reality meets the virtual world of auto racing.
1: Cardwell, hoping it stays green, he nearly spins it around.
0: Who's it going to be? Cardwell, Berkeley, or someone else? iRacing's executive director,
1: Taylor Hart Jr. I think the NASCAR is starting to see the value and the opportunities that can
0: present themselves working with iRacing. From the SpeedSport Podcast Studios, powered by MyRacePass, here are your hosts, Justin Prince and Taylor Burris. Welcome to another edition of the iRacers Download from the SpeedSport Podcast Studio, powered by MyRacePass. Taylor Burris here along with Justin Prince, our producer, the none other than Richard Colbreth as Justin. Already some exciting news happening in the world of iRacing. We have to cover, of course, the ENASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series driver signings that have been happening this week. We also have the World of Outlaws Car Quest Sprint Card Championship happening as we see a first-time winner take their first win of the season, as well as also special events happening this weekend as well.
1: Yes, a lot has happened with regards to some of those special events and some of the preparation in turn, to say the very least. Different various signings coming up for with several of the Pro Series getting themselves all set to go, especially a NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series competition right around the bend. But of course, one of the major talking points are some of the teasers social media has started to see a little bit from iRacing fact Taylor that we'll get into a lot when it comes to the bit of the nitty and the gritty of the potential of it.
0: It certainly is. One of the things we're going to be keeping an eye on, of course, is none other than driver signings that have been happening for the past couple of weeks. But the biggest one I have to say for today on January the 12th was RFK announcing their driver lineup for 2023.
1: Yes, indeed. Confirming Kaden Honeycutt is back amongst the organization. But Timothy Holmes, we talked to him in the previous episode of the iRacers Download, ended up getting car number six. The rookie is going to have a shot to be able to see how he fares out with the Ford Mustangs with RFK Racing.
0: Really great opportunity for that team. And I got to say for Timmy Holmes, he's going to be one to watch over there with RFK. And he's going to have a veteran driver who's both not only a veteran in the NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing series, but also competing in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series in 2023.
1: Yeah, and Caden Honeycutt's got some high expectations with some of the performances he's had when it comes to the Cars Tour, when it comes to some of the starts he made within the truck series, but also the fact that, interesting enough, when it comes to Caden Honeycutt, had never driven his, his type of midget racing car when it came to one of the events he's taking part in. In fact, the Chili Bowl Nationals currently. He's in the main Ford on the... Or the Chili Bowl Nationals in 2023, Taylor. So yeah. he's got talent.
0: He certainly does, and it's going to be exciting how he can play out here as the entire real-life Chili Bowl is currently happening. Currently, they're doing their Thursday night prelims and feature events before we go through the Alpha Bet Soup starting later on the weekend.
1: Yeah, I'm, there's going to be a lot of discussion when it comes to some of these official signings. I think once they come into light, to say the very least... Of course, we had that one just referred to, but the other one that is of significance, Mamba Media, interestingly enough, entering a partnership with RISE Esports. So, of course, and that's in reference to Dylan Mamba-Smith, who made some short track starts towards the end of last year, Taylor, and makes a lot of social media waves within the NASCAR scene.
0: It certainly is a great opportunity for him as well to be a part of the Esports. Of course, RISE Esports, a very strong team. So we'll see how the driver signings will be. I have a feeling it'll still be, of course, Jimmy Mullis and Zach Novak who will be returning to that team because of the long-time partnership that they've had.
1: Yeah, not a surprise to see them returning back to that camp because when you think of that group, even with the multiple iterations, you think about those two as your drivers. It's been kind of the days of time, so to speak, for so long, for the past five or so years. So that partnership has just become that well-serving and well-regulated in that regard, or rather, I should say, well-fitting when it comes to them. I can't imagine Novak and Mullis with somebody else at this point.
0: Certainly is the case here, so we'll see how this will play out. Of course, the continuation of NASCAR Media Day for iRacing will be happening this coming weekend in Charlotte, North Carolina.
1: And that's going to give a lot of the drivers, keep in mind, a chance to get... Of training down, be able to get their photos taken. I'm curious how many of them are crossed with their arms across their body, as per the eye racing tradition, or if um, we see some buck the trend this year.
0: Yeah, why not? Well, I, may, I say about over half the field does the arm cross. I think a couple of them may try to switch it up just a little bit. Who knows? We may see them try to do the eye racing logo itself.
1: I mean, you have to think of it; it's a headshot, right? Uh, that would be a weird headshot if your headshot is you doing a fist pump, essentially.
0: Hey, it would work and it'd be fun, I would have to say. At least good for social media presence, at least. They may I mean, still have to do the arm cross, but hey, it's going to be fun. They're there for excitement.
1: Yeah, they're there for excitement. It also in Turntail, when you think about it this way, it gives them a chance to meet, in many of the cases, their owners in person. Let me think back to the media day, back from around 2018, 2019 or so, there was a lot of significance when it came to that, especially when you talking within the circles of the significance of how that training has helped some of the drivers in their long-term careers as a whole. So it, it lives up to a lot of the expectations, but also helps set those boundaries. It also, you may or may not in be able to go to your team owner's house like some people did in the previous media day.
0: Certainly is the case, of course. We do know a couple of drivers are announcing on this Saturday, the 14th, as we'll see, of course, Michael Conti confirming that.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see the potential of where he likely may or may not be likely landing because of the consistency amongst them. It's going to be the interesting thing with a lot of the drivers in particular, though. Amongst some of the rumored new teams that are coming up in the block, How will they play out? How will they choose? Because that's going to shake things up when you think about it. Keep in mind that not every team has been confirmed yet, Taylor. But there's going to be potentially some ramifications depending on what happens the next couple weeks amongst that selection or some of the teams in and out, maybe.
0: Yeah, there's only a small select confirmed teams for the moment that we ourselves know of right now. We touched a little bit on it last time on the iRacers download of some of those teams. Of course, the Charlotte Phoenix team, Elliott Sadler Esports, the Racers organization, Jim Beaver Esports, the only team to already have their driver lineup set for 2023. Rise Esports, Stuart Haas Esports, Dylan Esports, and the William Byron Esports, the confirmed teams for 2023.
1: That is correct, and when it comes to Jim Beaver, keep in mind, they did have, believe, an announcement regarding some of the lineups, I think it's worth
0: noting. Yeah, they did. They announced Malik Ray and Garrett Lowe coming on board for them for 2023.
1: And those are different colors when you think about or different looks per se, I'm more so with Garrett Lowe because, again, Garrett Lowe's been kind of synopsis with the 21 since after the first season when it was Ray Alfala's car back then but the interesting is malik Ray's now built enough of a brand tailor that the sevens kind of become his number to where that's carried over to Jim re-sports because of the car number seven he had for last season in part
0: it certainly is and and the question is going to be what do you think could be some of the other teams that could be coming on board for 2023 i think it's safe to say one team of course that we know for sure even though they haven't made an announcement is going to be junior motorsports, as well as Joe Gibbs Racing.
1: I'm more so considering the potential of, say, those in the real-world sport for NASCAR in the Cup Series who are not in the series per se, but haven't been in the series. I wouldn't be surprised to see, say, a someone assembling of a front row go up, front row motorsports, because they've expanded the truck, They've ex- they've got their Cup program that's having some young talent coming through. I could see that being somebody, for example, someone like that or one of the other organizations that haven't had a presence yet in the series. Say, let's get our presence known in this series now for the
0: first time. Certainly is. Of course, we'll know more information on the 14th of January, which is this coming Saturday. So stay tuned for more information. We cover it next week on the iRacers download because pretty much that will be a big time for us here, as we'll know pretty much where everybody's going to become the start of the 2023 eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series. Well, with that, we also have other news to touch on in the World of Outlaws CarQuest Sprint Car Series. They headed on out to Cedar Lake Speedway, where points leader for quite some time here in a couple of weeks, Timothy Smith, takes home his first career iRacing World of Outlaws CarQuest Sprint Car Championship in a very spirited battle as he had to hold off multiple-time champion Alex Bergeron and Tanner Pettit in the top three for this race.
1: Yeah, an an interesting run, to say the least, again, for Timothy Smith, leading all but just one of the green flag laps in the event. And uh, it's a huge, huge victory, first of all, for the swing of the point standings, because we talked about the last time, Timothy Smith had swung his way up to the tippy point of the standings in a close battle with Bergeron. Now he builds a small buffer, albeit about one spot for now. The problem is going to be, though, as this season goes into its final couple rounds, who's going to be able to gr- get the grips things for Tyler Shell, third in the point standings, now entering the next rounds of competition, fourth. That's still not going to be enough when your p- opponents are finishing up ahead of you. Or better yet, you're only finishing one or two spots ahead. It's essentially getting more and more clear that it's Smith versus Bergeron. So it's the question of Dynasty versus the new kid on the block.
0: Yeah, it really showcases a lot of that here, and we'll see how this will continue to play out between these two drivers because they are going to be the championship favorites. I mean, you have Hayden Carwell, but after that, you had a little bit of issues.
1: Yeah, that's going to be where some of the nervousness you'd have to think starts to pop up a little bit along the bubble spots for some of the drivers. It's going to be a, a lot to think about. I will give credit to this when it comes to Tanner Pettit. Strong run when it comes to the 24 car because we have not even said his name all season, Taylor. And races like that, even in the final stages, can be momentum setters where if you can charge a way to get out of the relegation spot at the least, it gives you some confidence. Or, if you don't make that spot, gives some potential motivation for if you can make it again through the qualifiers the next year
0: really is, so it's going to be critical here in the closing stages of this race. Of course, the next race for them will be Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And head on down to Knoxville to raceway.
1: Yep, Knoxville, always a difficult racetrack, of course. When it comes to sprint car racing, the major concern for some of the drivers is Berman to the inside of the racetrack. Expecting the potential of the lines to shuffle once again. We've seen some of the bottom come into play, especially over the years. But also keep an eye, especially towards that cushion again, because as we've seen in many cases, Taylor, track progresses quickly. And you need to be able to adapt to not just the bottom, but the top to know where the exact speed is and have the setup right to the right spot for when the speed shuffles.
0: It certainly is. So we'll see how this will play out for the competitors here next Monday night. And of course, you can catch all the action on both none other than Dirt Vision and on iRacing streaming platforms. Finally, to discuss in some of the special events in the world of iRacing official events, the iRacing first-ever special event of 2023 heads to the World Center of Racing for the roar before the 24, utilizing the GT4 spec cars, TCR spec cars, and the brand new Toyota GR86.
1: And it's a brand new special event season, right? A chance to be able to showcase... How your preparations been for the full on 24 hours? But even more so when it comes to the roar, to see if you're ready to see if you can roar like a lion over 2.4 hours. If you can find your way to victory lane. If you can conquer many of the different types of cards with the touring cards. When it comes to the GR86 taking the spec slot this year, or whether especially when it comes to the GT4 side of things, it's going to be very, very intriguing how drivers handle things amongst a 50 car grid amongst the four different time slots show is their preparation ready to go for this year
0: and for those of you wondering what cars you can choose to run of course it is the aston martin vantage gt4 the audi rs3 lms tcr car the bmw m4 gt4 car as well as also the honda civic type r the hyundai elantra ntc the hyundai Veloster ntc as well as also the mercedes amg gt4 the mclaren 570s gt4 the porsche 718 cayman gt4 club sport and then finally last but certainly not the least the toyota gr86
1: What I find the most intriguing is going to be the GR86 class, because it essentially slots in from the long-staying MX-5 class amongst the spec cars, per se. And when thinking about how those cars drive, when thinking about how they compare to the Mazda MX-5, there's a lot to be compared in terms of how they are speed-wise, how they draft together, how they compete against one another in turn, the cars, I mean, within the classes. The major thing is going to be how is it going to play out throughout these events, throughout the roar, to see which drivers feel comfortable with what. How are they going to perform the special event stage? We'll have to find out and wait and see. But on that note, it's time to take a bit of a break. You're listening to the iRacers download from the Speed Sport Podcast Studio, powered by my Race Pass. Welcome back to the iRacers download from the Speed Sport Podcast Studio, powered by my Race Pass. Just a Prince Taylor your Richard breath with you. As we make our way over into a shift of the gears, over to open wheel competition. One of the top open wheel series has been the Lineheart Racing Series over the years. The organization has hosted a variety of different series, featuring some of the top open wheel cars on the platform, as well as some of the top retro cars, such as the Lotus 79. There's a lot to discuss, though, when it comes to 2023, especially with the news that came in the closing stages of 2022 into the new year involving the Dallara IR-18 and the other related chassis. George Enzoto, who is one of the huge parts of the Lionheart Racing series, including amongst its founding core, now joins us here on the iRacers Download. George, a lot's happened, to say the least, to start off the brand new year. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. I'm really excited to be here. Um yeah, it's uh wow, the the end of uh, 2022 there was certainly um unexpected. Uh it came as a real shock to us with the recent uh unfortunate news with iRacing losing the the license for the the iR18, the DW12 and the iRO5 chassis. So it's it really uh, left things in in doubt and and a lot of questions had to be answered there at the end of 2022, but um Things are looking really good for 2023, and I'm definitely excited to share all of our news with you.
1: Well, first things first in that discussion, your series when it comes to your top flight open world competition in many regards was considered entering the new year prior to the news at the end of 2022 as one of the premier, if not the premier series on the platform. What was kind of the reaction, to say the least, from your group? and core after what happened on the announcements in the final stage of December when it comes to that respective car type, respective series type, and motorsport games and the exclusivity deal now there?
2: Yeah, we, we were gutted, to say the least. Um, we were left frustrated, confused. Um, I mean, we we went through the whole gamut of emotions there. And I think, um, speaking for the the IndyCar community on iRacing as a whole, I, I think those those sentiments, um, you know, they're they're equaled uh, to everyone in the community. Um, it took some time, uh, we, we did some some real soul searching there and determining what what our next steps would be. Um, we weren't quite sure what what would be able to do. Initially, when the news first came out, um, we thought, well, okay, this is going to affect the public lobbies and the official iRacing, um, you know, lobbies and races, but then, when the news came with regards to the inability to be able to broadcast, um, that was really the uh, the nail in the coffin. Um, so, yeah, it was a really tough time for us. But uh, thankfully, I have a really great uh, administration team behind me, as well as our our membership. Um, and we we ultimately decided that you know we we weren't going to allow that to stop us and to dictate um, what what our goal is and which is essentially to bring you know a a well organized and competitive racing series to members on the service so um so yeah so basically we we we, we've come to a few decisions with the uh with what we're going to do with the ir18 um and some unfortunate news with our speedway series and and certainly i can i can go into a little bit about Mm -hmm. that with you
1: I was about to approach that direction because, if I understand correctly, while the series can't be now broadcast through the iRacing policies with the situation with the licensing the series, still is planning to go ahead. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, so our, our IR-18 series you know, has been the flagship of Lionheart for nearly nine years now. This July 2023 would mark the ninth year, the full nine-year anniversary of, of the Lionheart Racing Series. Would actually be our eleventh full season because early on we did uh, two seasons in one calendar year, um, but uh, we we decided that regardless whether or not the series would broadcast that, you know, Lionheart has I think you know meant a lot in terms of the open wheel ir eighteen competition um, to a lot of people on the iRacing platform, especially the IndyCar community here on iRacing. And that was something that we just felt we just couldn't let go of. Um, there were a lot of discussions about potentially running different types of cars, but ultimately we decided that we are going to continue running uh, the IR-18 car. We're going to continue running our championship just as we always have uh, for the last nine years. And we're also going to continue to uh, provide a, a, a strong uh purse and prize payout system uh, for the drivers and basically you know run it business as usual unfortunately the the situation with the, the broadcast uh, remains however we're we're hopeful that that will change and if if and when that does change then we're we're ready to bring our our IndyCar series our flagship series back uh, back on air for everyone to see
1: something definitely a lot of people are keeping an eye on with the scenario but you mentioned the situation in part with the speedway series that having an announcement for its respective slot with intern linehart from my understanding shuffling over to two classes of bmw cars with the Lineheart sports car championship instead in this place
2: yeah we really tried long and hard to see what we could do with with our speedway series we definitely recognize that there is a a large component of oval specialists uh, in the IndyCar community. And that's really why we we first started the Speedway Series is because we wanted to give those drivers a place where they could really showcase their talents. Um, we, we felt at the time that the DW12 was a, a great chassis to use. And also, it helped us represent, if you will, like three eras of, of open wheel motorsports. Um, unfortunately, after a lot of testing and communication with uh, the administration team and drivers, we've, we felt that there really wasn't a, a suitable enough car to, to replace it. So for the time being, uh, the Speedway Series is is on hold. But yes, um, that there were talks about creating an IMSA type series for some time. It was brought up uh, probably mid season in 2022. However, at the time, um, I pushed back a little bit on the idea because, you know, running three full-time championships broadcast is certainly it's a it's a tremendous amount of of work uh, for myself and the administration team. So I felt at the time four broadcast championships would would maybe have been um, a little bit too much of an undertaking for for the league. However, with <laughs> with these these changes in events, um, we felt that it was probably the best time to do it. So yes, um, we are going to go forward with our, our new uh, sports car championship. Actually, we just uh, signed on again with butt kicker and they have come on as the title sponsor, um, which actually we're unveiling right now to you. Uh, oh. so that, yes. So, so they will be the title sponsor for the, the, the sports car championship. So we're really excited to have them back on. Um, you know, butt kicker has been a major, sponsor for Lionheart for over six years now. They're actually our, our longest running sponsor, and they've been tremendous uh, to the league. The level of communication with them has been by far uh, just outstanding. And we're, we're so happy to have them and to, to be able to put them on as the title sponsor. Uh, and yes, in terms of the, uh, the cars, we decided to go all BMWs because we felt that it would be something a little bit different to kind of have a focus on, a, on a one particular manufacturer. And again, with um, some feedback from drivers and the rest of the team, we, we settled on the, the BMW hybrid, the LMDH, as well as the M4 GT3. So we're, we're really excited to bring that series. Uh, and it's going to uh, start in April.
1: I'm curious on a little bit on that preparation side because let me ask it from this way in the past, has Lionheart, during the main season, done sports car racing in the past? And if it's been no, how's that been in terms of preparing for a different type of racing compared to, say, the open wheels that you specialize in?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. In the past, um, during our off-season, we, we created what we called our Lionheart Challenge Series. and And to be honest, we've kind of touched slightly on some of those cars but we also ran a multitude of different cars it was almost um you know a series that would allow drivers to remain active but also something that wasn't as as focused as as our official series um so in all honesty we we do have very little experience in terms of of running these cars however uh we have so many amazing and talented drivers who are are just so fast, and and as I said, they're they are accustomed to road racing, and that's the thing as well. So so many of the the members of the Lionheart Racing series, they, you know, they're competing um, in other forms of, of racing here on on iRacing, and so they're 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 definitely up for the challenge. Um, it's it's like I said, it's a it's a different undertaking for Lionheart, but um, I think it's going to be one that that we you know, just kind of naturally fall into uh, just because of the fact that we've, you know, we've had so much experience in terms of organizing a championship. Now it's just a matter of um, adapting our rule books and taking on a new mindset with, with this new format of racing. But we're, we're certainly so excited to to kick things off. And honestly, it's, it's something that has been in the back of my mind for some time. Like I've, I've always wanted to see a 55 car plus grid um coming out of lionheart and this is really the only way to do it because we know like we we already stack the field in the majority of the lionheart races and you know we'll put on an average you know 35 drivers mid-season all the way through the season in open wheel cars and and we've been able to do it with some success and uh so this this time now we're 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 putting roofs over everyone's heads and and we're really uh we're stacking the field, and um, yeah, these drivers are ready. There, there's some amazing uh, I ratings coming out of the the prototype class. There's some drivers who are over 7,000 uh, I rating on the road. Um, we actually we did the average for the the prototype class, and the strength of field is going to be somewhere over 3,600. Um, which is, I think is phenomenal. Um, and the GT three class, there's, there's some great drivers coming in. I mean, there's names, uh, like for example, Ryan Otis, who is, uh, a retro series champion. He's going to come in and drive the GT three. Um, we actually, we actually have a driver who is a coach for the, uh, BMW performance center. His name's Christopher Hill. So we're excited to have him on and it's just a fantastic field. And, and, and I'm really excited to see where this goes. I mean, I think, uh. This might be the start of a shift in, in, in what Lionheart does in terms of its, its model. Um, our heart is always going to be there with, with open-wheel cars, with, with the IndyCar. And like I said, we're, we're very hopeful for its return. But I think this is the start of something new and exciting with these, with these sports cars.
1: It's going to be intriguing, to say the least, and you're right to the potential of the launching point. And keep in mind... You mentioned some of the drivers, such as Christopher Hill, coming in. You also have drivers with experience in the high-level leagues, like Miguel Vigo, for example, coming over. In fact, some of the drivers joining along with John Baver, along with Graham Sanders on the prototype side in the initial list released. I believe Sean Campbell is also part of the list. I wonder if he's going to be attacked by bees like Nicolas Cage again.
2: You never know, but yes, there's, again, there's every. You look down the list and you see the names and it's like wow, there are there are so many really fast drivers and what's what's in, what's interesting too and what I think is going to be really exciting is that we have the drivers that are coming in are are known uh, many of them are known for for being very competitive in 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 these types of cars and then we also have so many like champions like Adam Blocker multi-time IndyCar champion uh, as I mentioned you know Ryan so we have we have drivers who our our viewers and fans have been familiar with who've been watching for a long time now competing in this in this new format. So um, yeah, I I just think that everyone's gonna be really excited when they when they see mm-hmm. the full field released and I, I think it's gonna produce some, some exciting racing.
1: And keep in mind on while there's the issues with of course the large chassis, that doesn't of course connect over to the load of 79s because keep in mind the retro series is still also going to be running as one of the elite retro series series leagues and open with competition to the Lotus 79
2: Oh, we're so excited to to have the the retro series kind of take more of a, a center stage you know I, I i have a real love for this car um this will actually be the the sixth year um that the retro series will, will be in operation. <clears throat> we actually have Phil Krause coming from the IndyCar to come over and run retro series. I mean, again, like just the, the, the driver list and the, the strength of field, just, it continues to grow each year. I mean, every year we, we always get excited over our rosters and we say, uh, Oh, this is the best roster yet. And it almost seems, you know, cliche, but it, it's true. Like, I, I really feel that, that this year um, is, Again, we have a very strong roster. I feel like the the retro series is really starting to mature um, in the sense that we've been able to retain um, a larger number of the drivers um, from year to year, and so the core group has really uh, matured with one another in terms of just th- the track time, which you know, as you know, as drivers you know have more seat time racing against one another, it it, it tends to produce you know better racing on track. So. Um, yeah, retro series will be back. It uh, it currently uh, is without title sponsorship, but you know we have some talks in place with uh, with some of our, our sponsors. Uh, unfortunately, like that was one of the scenarios that you know was uh, put us uh, set us back a little bit because we had um, even to the point where we had some agreements in place um, that obviously advertising space things of that nature were allocated. Uh, but that was when we were assuming that, you know, we had a Speedway series and an IndyCar series. So, um, so yeah, it kind of set things back a little bit, where we had to rework proposals, um, you know, things of that nature. But we're we're uh, we're anticipating having a title sponsor for uh, for the retro series soon. Um, but yeah, we're we're definitely excited to have it back. There's something about that car that once you drive it, um, it hooks you, and I think also too, you know, Lionheart is doing something unique. Uh, we obviously we know that it's a Formula One car. It's technically it's a road only car, but we're, uh, you know, we've been able to uh, adapt it to ovals, um, where, you know, as we've seen through the years, it's it's produced some uh, pretty exciting races. So um, yeah, definitely excited to have the retro series back again for 23.
1: So now as we come towards a close here, George. In terms of the big picture, or what do you want fans to know the most when it comes to Lionheart for 2023, especially knowing what's happened and knowing now with the path that's now been set, what should fans know the most about this series, which has in many cases always been about commitment, determination, in terms of fighting hard. After all, competition, commitment, excitement is your motto for a reason.
2: Yeah, that's that's true. And, and, you know, at Lionheart, we always say you, you can't have one without the other. Um, so certainly it takes all of those three, um, to, to persevere in, uh, you know, in a time like this. I mean, as I mentioned before, it was, it was a real serious, uh, setback and it, it really, it it hurt, you know, as an IndyCar fan and just someone who, you know, has poured and not only myself, but our members and the admin team who have poured thousands and thousands of hours over the last nine years representing, you know, this car, this this series that we, we truly love. I mean, it, it hurt. Um, that being said, you know, we, we are, our plan is to continue to be, um, to be a leader in the open wheel community for, People who are enthusiasts of the IR18. And if, even if that means um, that it's non broadcast, we, we are going to continue to uh, support this car because, as I mentioned, you know, open wheel racing is at the core and it's, it's, it's the heart of Lionheart. Um, it is our, our passion. It's our first love. Um, so we're going to continue to provide this type. This level of competition, this level of organization for members um, and enthusiasts of the open-wheel community. So, it we're not stopping. Um, Potentially, where our plan is 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 to wait this out in hopes of being able to have our our series broadcast. Um, And if we're able to bring on more administration team, the thought is for the future to return. Uh, the Speedway Series back to full-time competition, um, so that certainly is is part of the the future. I mean, ultimately, I want people to know that you know we we're not giving up, and that we are going to continue to to do what we do because um, we love it and we want to see sim racing grow. And as I said, we want to provide a platform um, for drivers who really you know love this car to be able to put it on all put it all out on the line and have something to show for. So, um, and and also we were here to to try new things and to grow. And that's why we, you know, we ultimately decided that, you know, this was the opportunity sometimes reluctantly and sometimes unexpectedly things kind of, you know, get put in your, in front of you and and you have to make a decision and kind of overcome that adversity. And I think um, this whole situation, you know, put us, At a crossroads, and I think that we made the right decision Um, and and we're definitely really excited for the future of Lionheart and sim racing as a whole and and we certainly are excited for. All the new members and hopefully all the fans that will uh, continue to to watch us with our retro series and and tune in to see you know their favorite drivers who they've watched for so long competing in this new format and ultimately. just to ask all the fans and the people who've supported us to stick around, because you know I'm confident that this whole scenario, this whole situation, will will see a positive resolution, and you know a day is going to come, hopefully sooner than later, that Lionheart is out there again promoting its its flagship series, the IndyCar series, for everyone to see. So that that's my my hope and and my thoughts for uh, for our future.
1: Where can fans follow along with Lionheart competition to be able to keep up with everything, especially with what's expected potentially to be a very busy and big time adjustment slash transition year?
2: Yes. So um, we are super excited. As a matter of fact, I just received the email notification. Uh, We have... um, an agreement that just basically needs my ink and we will be back with race spot TV for 2023, who will be providing coverage um, for our entire butt kicker sports car championship, as well as our retro series, which also um, I'd like to add, the retro series now will become a 22 round season. So we've, we've kind of flipped things around from our, our IndyCar format. We'll now, switch over to our our retro series format and and now we'll have a longer season for for fans to enjoy our sports car championship will be 18 rounds again all the coverage the live coverage will be uh will, will be able to be seen on on Race spot tv's youtube channel and then um replays uh can be seen on the estv platform um so yeah that that's where we'll be and we're actually so excited to be back with Race spot they've been Uh, phenomenal you know we feel that that they provide such a high production value um, and really we you know we 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 don't feel that our 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 product uh, should be anywhere else so we're we're super excited uh, to have them back and yeah we're looking forward to it so uh, things are going to kick off in April Um, look forward to uh, posting our finalized schedules for everyone to see shortly they'll probably up be up within about a week um but i can tell you that uh yeah we're, we're really excited to kick things off and, and 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 get back on the track
1: thank you very much once again for the time george a lot to discuss absolutely when it comes to Lionheart competition definitely in throwing conversation once again george
2: you're welcome. And, and thanks again for having me on. And and one last thing that I just wanted to point out, we're also very excited. We are going to be partnering with Majors Garage uh, for 2023. They're going to actually be providing all of the setups for the entire Lionheart Racing Series, even for the IndyCar Series, which, uh, which as you know, won't be broadcast. But um, yeah, we're excited to see what they're going to bring to the table. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to some some great racing uh, with uh, with a new partner building our setups. And, yeah, I look forward to seeing you again in, in 2023. And thanks again for having me on.
1: Again, that's George Zoto of the Lionheart Racing Series. for the iRacers Download, discussing the upcoming campaigns for Lineheart competition. And on that point, Taylor, a lot to say the very least of coming into 2023 when it comes to art competition but as they said, set the path, feel like they're on the right steps forward.
0: And they certainly are, and they are definitely the organization that can def- make the needed changes in order to keep up with the unfortunate circumstances that are happening right now. But we know for a fact that they will continue on with this amazing series, whether we get to watch it on RaceBot TV or we have to even just hop in the services and just watching the events and just enjoy the racing action in just on our own without a broadcast so it's going to be great to see the action a lot of strong competitors competing in these championships all throughout 2023 and great to see a lot of partners still working with this organization realizing of the importance of the lionheart series as well Eat
1: it on that note taylor I think it's time we say goodbye for this week's action here for the iRacers download for producer Richard Cobreff for Taylor Burris I'm Justin Prince saying thank you so much for listening to this week's edition of the iRacers download Speedsport podcast studio powered by my race pass enjoy the weekend we'll see you next week